Steve, I'd love an email from someone in the USA. Personally, I'd love an email from someone from anywhere, but (laughs) (laughs) I would love a good USA email. My name's Will. And my name's Steve. You haven't got time to read War and Peace. Even if it is one of the greatest novels of all time. 587,000 words. 612 grams. That's the weight of the book. 500 characters, 361 chapters, 3 volumes, 2 epilogues, and a collection of maps. We're going to summarise all of it for you. This is War and Peace in just 7 years. (laughs) (laughs) Alright mate, welcome to episode No, no, I'm going to do this time. I'm going to do welcome you. You always welcome me, I'm going to welcome you. Uh, you... Alright mate, welcome to episode (laughs) 9. Thank you for coming, Will. Thanks, mate. Well, uh, thanks for welcoming me. Hello to USA. There's loads of people listening in the USA for some reason. Oh, no, good, good, because it's great, obviously. Sorry, I'd have a go at the podcast there. Hello to the USA. Hello. Hi, USA. Still no artist impressions of hands have come in. I mean, you've already said it, Steve. We haven't received a single email, so we may may as well be honest. We receive our own um, new episode newsletter email every week. Looks great, that. Yeah. If you haven't already if you subscribed. If, if, you're, if you're listening to this going, what? I'd love to have that email. Spam for me? <laughs> yes, please. But I love spam. Well, get involved. Go on the website. It's at the top. Subscribe. Wapin7.com. Yeah. It isn't just spam. I mean, we, we will let you know about the episode. Down the line, there'll be more interesting stuff. You know, if someone sent in a picture of hands, for example, we might include that. We'd send that, that out. Exactly. we send that out to everyone. <laughs> We'd send that out immediately. <laughs> so, yeah, thank you and welcome to all the new listeners from different places around the world. Um, it's great that you're listening. It's a pleasure to have you here. Episode eight, Negative Nancy. Andrew was being a Debbie Downer. Yeah. A uh, sorrowful Samuel. Yes, yeah, I'm trying to think of one more, but if you you give me a minute then. <laughs> give, give me a, a sec. Petty. Petty. No. No, no yeah. that's rubbish. Petey? Yeah. Petty Peter. Is that, um, is that right? Yeah, I'll take that. Unpleasant Ursula. Very good there. You had a bit of time with that one though, didn't you? Not once you've cut it together. Oh, it's tough. What what kind of mood will I be in when I cut it together, hey? You're such a nice guy, Will. I think you'll, know, you'll do the right thing. And you, you know what, Will? Your hair... It's looking great today. Thanks, buddy. You threw, threw me there by being so wonderfully kind. <laughs> Prince Andrew sat Pierre down somewhere and he basically just hit him with a negative wave of emotions about everything. He's a Debbie Downer. He hates his wife. He hates marriage. He hates everything. He made Pierre be negative about himself as well. He's just a bit of a bit of a black hole sucking in negativity what i did like about last week's episode is it really starting to see the the real real lives you know we've had all this partying we've had people enjoying themselves was that all true we're through the looking glass now aren't we with the other side of the looking glass now looking back at the looking glass that we came through at the end of the episode a very weird thing happened where essentially andrew had kind of bored pierre into submission and got him to promise him that he wouldn't have any fun oh yeah <laughs> how could we forget the cliffhanger that everyone's been talking about all week on my honor i will not go to the party tonight he promised on his on his deathbed on his honor honor and there's nothing more serious nothing. than honor in 
this time. Ever. There's, no, there's nothing more serious than honour ever, Steve. In the past, in the present, honour is everything. Will he? Won't he? That was... Hang on. Will he? Won't he? But that was episode eight. I'm glad he did that twice. That was, that was so really good the second time as well. I just, you know, I just felt like you were going to interrupt me. I don't want to say this is episode... Well, no, you, you, you should on, say this on. is episode nine now, your, your big doo-doo head. This, this is episode nine. Book one, chapter nine. Hang on a sec, Steve. Why is that weird plonky music happening in the background? <laughs> What's that? <laughs> What's that about? It's like little oh, little strings going blub 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 blub. Curious. Does that always happen? <laughs> I don't know. I've never heard it before. No, I've never heard it before. It's weird when you kind of focus on it. You can't really miss it, can you? <laughs> weird. <laughs> never noticed that before. It's a dramatization of reading. We got our composer Matthew to essentially put into music what it sounds like to read a book while someone else is interrupting you all the time. <laughs> I'm not going to interrupt you, mate. No, of course not. Happy news here. Summers could become too hot for humans. <laughs> that's, such a, that's such an issue. Is the Englishman bragging? Some banter in this chapter, mate. Banter. For our American cousins, banter means... Oh, I actually can't explain it. It's just like, you know... Banter. Funny chat. There's probably an American term for it. Yeah, they probably just spell it without the U. (laughs) Yeah, they probably don't have the Q in it like we do. There's an O-U-G-H in there, but that's silent, obviously. Russian money uh, is referred to as imperials. Oh, sorry, my um, chicken alarm's going off. Ah, <laughs> I've got. I'll be right back. I'll be right back, mate. Good lord, it's anyone's guess. Don't mind me. All right, pal. Chicken alarm, eh? Couple of ideas from my end. The chicken's been sleeping for too long. He needs to quickly go and buy a chicken. He's cooking a chicken, most likely that one, of course. Oh, oh, oh! He muttered. Shut up. I say, this is folly. He'll be killed, said the more sensible man. Don't blame him. It's nice when you're reading and Steve's not here. Easier. I know it seems hard to believe, but I've been roasting a chicken all all along. Oh, it was that. (laughs) Ah, 59 fascinating things you don't know about Russia. Oh, this is a good quote from the book, Steve. It's applicable here. Shut up. The icicles hanging from the gutters in Moscow in winter are so enormous that the pavements below are cordoned off as they kill you if they fell on your head. Jesus. Russians love cloakrooms. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, sorry, sorry if that's caused any offence from my, my laughter. Uh, love? They love them. They love them in restaurants, they love them in bars, museums, galleries... They all want you to put your coat in the cloakroom. They love it. It seems like a big deal because they've used the word love. They love it. There once was a restaurant in Moscow staffed entirely by twins. It's now closed. (laughs) (laughs) Couldn't get the staff. All right, Steve, I've read it. You've read it. I've read it, mate. Hooray! (laughs) (laughs) Huzzah! Jolly good! Well done, old chap. Happy days! 
I'm so, so grateful that I got to read this chapter because I read a chapter, not last week, the week before, that was a bit sad and a bit emotional. Couldn't be further away from that now. Night and day. Got some information, Steve. It's always good to know what's going on. Yeah. Uh, It's summer. Okay, summer. We are in summer. Okay. And the quote here that explains it is simply, it's summer. I'm not sure that is a quote, actually. (laughs) I was quoting myself there. Sorry. Either way, it's not a memorable line. It's a good quote I like here, explaining the time. Try and guess what, what time of day it is from this direct quote. It seemed more like morning or evening than night. Uh, sounds like dawn to me. Yeah, it's night. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like that. All right, so look, Pierre's just come from the kind of bomb-out meal with Andrew, where Andrew's just like, don't have fun, don't get married. Yeah. Um, you know, and also agreed quite explicitly never to have any specific fun this evening, remember. He, on his honour. Yeah, uh, but the point was, in your chapter, it was already discussed that he was going to go and hang out with Anatole tonight and his mates. Yeah. Because Anatole is hosting uh, a cool, like, card party. Come round, play cards, eat, let's get smashed. That kind of vibe with the lads. The lads are all there. Pierre is kind of internalising how much fun tonight is going to be. Quote, finishing with visits of a kind Pierre was very fond of. Oh, no. Oh, boy. Oh, no. Why, is it going to be a magician or something? I think it's a wink, wink. Clown? Prostitute. Okay. <laughs> it's the wink, wink clown. They are up to all sorts, aren't they? Now, remember his promise to Andrew, Steve. It was, I won't go. Then, as happens to people of weak character... He desired so passionately once more to enjoy that dissipation he was so accustomed to that he decided to go. (laughs) It's honestly about five minutes later. Actually, you know what? I do like parties and prostitutes. And getting hammered. Yeah. It's really taken a turn, though. I mean, we're really, really seeing what they're all about. A way he justifies his decision is only the workings of a very young brain here. (laughs) It's quite wonderful. Um, So he justifies it internally, breaking his honour within five minutes. (laughs) Oh, but hang on. I actually promised Anatole I'd go around and get pissed tonight. Uh, Did that first, didn't I? Yeah, okay. It was a pre-existing promise. It rules out the promise. It wasn't a pinky promise. So unfortunately... He goes a bit further than that and says, yeah, but you know, when you think about it, you could die tomorrow. So Sure. I'll get pissed, actually. You can justify anything with that. That mentality. Suddenly, if I were to die, would I think, oh, I wish I hadn't gone to the party? Yeah. You could die. You could die at the party, though. Mate, it's funny you say that. This party is insane. <laughs> oh, God. Some new info. You know, you and I, for some reason, both appear to be obsessed by where people live. Well, it's because I can't figure it out. Because <laughs> we can't. We have no idea. I'm always quite pleased with myself when I think I figured it out. The next thing I know, within a page turn, they're in a different building. I've got concrete information i now know where anatole lives okay all right anatole kurigin or kurigin yeah anatole lives in a large house near the horse guards barracks okay does that help he lives in a large house by the horse guards barracks that's where he lives anatole 
So he arrives um, at Anatole's, uh, gets out of his cab, uh, wanders inside, uh, can't find the lads. Uh, one thing I've just put in my notes is he sees like the detritus of a party. Like they've already had supper. They've already okay. played cards. So they're upstairs. There's stuff everywhere. One thing that is noted is, you know, like their coats are everywhere and also their overshoes. Okay. Implying that there is another type of shoe, an extra shoe. A shoe? Sorry. <laughs> on. Yeah. So this overshoe then, just to, so I'm clear. I thought you'd like this. Yeah, I'm just, no, I'm just like, I like new technology. So mm. um, just so I'm clear though, the overshoe is a shoe that mm-hmm. you put your shoe into and then you have another shoe on. It's a shoe mm. for your shoe. Yeah, I mean, mate, all I've got to go on is simply the term overshoes. Okay. Annoyingly, Tolstoy doesn't go into any uh, any d- detail about that. He doesn't tell us about what they look like or any st- any no. what they're for. Also, I don't want to have a go at Tolstoy in his writing of the world's greatest novel of all time. But when Pierre finally finds the lads, gets into the party, Tolstoy explains it as there are eight or nine young men there. Yeah, okay. Well, just count. But it's giving us the sense that he can't really tell. There's so much going on, so much cards being played... <laughs> You know, there's coats everywhere, <laughs> overshoes strewn willy nilly everywhere, and then the actual shoes all over the place. <laughs> How can he tell? Eight or nine? Could be ten. Steve, imagine this: you've just turned up at my house, um, mm-hmm. having promised another friend you would never go to a party again. <laughs> you turn up at my house, you find me and the lads. We're all hanging out, pissed off our nuts, anxiously near an open window. <laughs> okay. I told you it was going to get weird this chapter, right? Everyone's drunk as well. It's the anxiousness that, that mm. gets me. Has someone fallen out? Is someone going to jump out? Are they listening for something? Could it be some sort of animal-related thing? Unbelievable. Well, look, you annoyingly <laughs> get a point straight away. 4-2 <laughs> to you. I'm going to read this sentence to you. And there is a part of the sentence that I feel that everyone listening to will be equally shocked by. From the third room came sounds of laughter, the shouting of familiar voices, the growling of a bear, and general commotion. (laughs) What is going on? They've got an actual bear with them. What? Doing what? They've got a bear. (laughs) They've got a bear? (laughs) It's a bear. This isn't a party anymore. This is a public health crisis. (laughs) They've got a bear on a lead... And they're yeah. all pissed. Yeah. And they're letting the bear like go and try and fight some Why? of the lads. Why are they doing this? Because they're betting on who the bear's going to beat the shit out of. He shouldn't have gone to the party. He made a mistake. Pierre says a, a quote that everyone here is thinking of. I don't understand. What's it all about? <laughs> <laughs> Before anyone explains what's going on with the bear. And for the rest of this episode, by the way, yeah. everyone needs to remember that there is a bear in the room on a lead okay i'll I'll try and remind everyone of that so they just start pouring drinks uh down uh pierre's mouth pierre drank one glass after another looking from under his brows at the tipsy guests who are again crowding round the window it's all about the window if i could guess i think they're probably drinking the 19th century equivalent of blue wicked new character here i think perhaps uh my favorite character to date introducing dolokov Oh, it's a good name. It's a sick name, isn't it? He sounds big. He sounds hard. Like yeah, a... Dolokhov is an officer of the Semenov Regiment. 
Okay. Uh, he is a infamous gambler and duelist. Oh, like with swords? Arguably uh, a- another form of gambling, I would say. With your life. Oh, yeah. <laughs> got, you got that quick, did you? <laughs> I, got what you I got what you were saying and I said it out loud. He loves gambling. He loves dueling. He loves drinking. He's Anatole's housemate. Okay. And as with any character that Tolstoy writes about, if they're important, he will just drill in onto one specific part of their body, won't he? <laughs> He'll either compare them to an animal unfavorably or he'll Mm. um, really call out their huge, gigantic... So Dolokhov gets the face treatment. Massive face. Well, I I think the lad's pretty pretty attractive. Okay. Little fact for you, Steve, for your Uh uh, wap-wappy fact book. Yeah, got it ready. Like all infantry officers, he wore no moustache. Not allowed. Not allowed. Get in the way of the gun. Tolstoy really drills in for Dolokhov on his mouth. He likes the mouth. The lines of that mouth were remarkably finely curved. Oh, he's got a perfect mouth. Yeah, let's go in deeper to this mouth. The middle of the <laughs> upper lip formed a sharp wedge and wow. closed firmly on the firm lower one. <laughs> Something like two distinct smiles played what? continually round the two corners of the what? mouth i don't know he's mate it's two- really hard <laughs> i have no idea dolikov's got two mouths he's got two mouths intelligent eyes the lad has a face which and i quote is impossible not to notice well, you'd notice someone with two mouths wouldn't you <laughs> <laughs> now why i like dolikov is he's anatole's housemate um he's got no money or connections yeah he's a bit of a moocher but Everyone loves him regardless. They respect him more than Anatole, who's minted. Like life and soul of the party. Everyone loves him. He's wicked. He's amazing at getting hammered without getting a hangover. God, that's he's good great. at games. He's good wicked. at dueling, gambling. That's he's so hilarious. Beautiful. He's crazy. He's the life oh, and soul of what the a party. Great guy. He sounds like a lot of fun. There's an Englishman knocking around here called Stevens. Okay. Um, I feel like this guy is the kind of normal person, the sensible one. There's a bear in the room, by the way. I haven't mentioned that in a while, but there is a bear in the room. Thank you. There there is just a bear on a lead here all the time. (laughs) That bear's still there. Yeah. Um, So they were betting money on the bear for a bit, but now it's turned to the window. So the whole point of this chapter is Dolokhov has taken bets that he will be able to drink a full bottle of rum (laughs) while sitting on the ledge on the of the window okay right. and never putting his hands down fine that's the bet i'm actually amazed that they need more entertainment because they've got a bear in the room but but that, that's fine if they need more stuff to do there's, there's a sodding bear there <laughs> that's fine you know someone can get drunk sit on a windowsill sure why not so dolokov's gonna neck a bottle of rum sat on a windowsill they need to prepare right for yeah. the dare and so they get the footman up to try and remove parts of the window to make it more dangerous. Good, okay, good. And then Pierre, like, punches uh, a pane of glass out because he's quite strong. They're smashing windows, the footman's coming in, ripping off the curtains. Dolokhov does indeed neck the bottle of rum. Before so, though, there's loads of great lad shouting. Oh, oh, oh. Like in films when someone's, when there's a fight scene and kids are being bullied and stuff like that. Oh. Oh, no, whoa. Kill, 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 kill. (laughs) (laughs) This is a nice bit. There's one chap in this group who's a bit older than everyone. Um, He doesn't get a name or or an intricate description of a part of his body. (laughs) Tolstoy doesn't care for the older generation. I really like this guy's arc. 
he kind of wanders over and just goes, I say, this is folly. He'll be killed. <laughs> and then generally he wanders off at one point when it kicks off and just buries himself in the sofa. <laughs> Can't blame him. Sitting there next to the bear. Yeah, there's a bear in the room. Yeah. There's a bear in the room all the time. Don't worry about it. Uh, at one point, Dolokhov kind of like almost falls a bit, but never puts his hand down. You did kind of like a kind of like a like a quiver, like a kind of shouldery dance move. <laughs> I did. I forgot you could see me. He doesn't fall and die. No. Oh, well done, good. fine fellow. There's a bet <laughs> for you. Devil take you. Guess what Pierre does now? Uh, does he try and do it too? Yep. <laughs> God. Doesn't he realise it's not going to be impressive the second time? They give him the rum. Uh, he's fine. He has a go. Gets up on the ledge. Um, yeah. and, and at this point, it ends. Uh, the bear's back. Oh, God, that's nice too. There's another lad jumping around and he caught the bear, took it in his arms, lifted it from the ground. No. And began dancing round the room with it. Oh, thank God. I thought you were going to say he threw him out the window. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's fine. The chapter ends, quite literally, with one of the lads just dancing around the room with a bear. What a party. There you go. It's the summary summary. I haven't made any notes. Steve. <laughs> I, I Honestly, I get so Steve. into it when you, when, when you tell me about it. But I, I'm, I'm remembering some stuff now. It's all, it's all but, coming but back I, to me. But I've got <laughs> memories. Oh, no. Did you take memory notes, little slug, aren't you? I haven't called you a slug in, in ages. No, you haven't. It's nice to have it, have, it, have it hear it again. Okay, I'm ready. God, I was saying it to 10 minutes again. It's because of you. This joke, though, it's got... No, it's not. It's not a joke. It's, <laughs> you, what, what, what's your bloody... It's oh, not... I've got any notes. You've let me down. You've let yourself down. And most of all, you let your friends down. Look, you're angry because you've made a mistake. And I understand. You ready? Yeah. Three, two, one, go. Episode 9, Party Bear. Pierre's a big liar. There's a bear at a party. There's a new guy. He can drink on a windowsill. Pierre can do it too. And he won't die. There's a bear there and he can dance. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, bear heavy. Episode 9, Party Bear. You, you, <laughs> you, cheeky, you cheeky SOB for the US fans. You've done it again. It's a great name. <sighs> yes. It's a really good it's name. It's so good. They quite literally had a bear on a lead and it wasn't really the main focal point of the episode or chapter. People are talking about how, you know, parties these days are out of control with people organising them on Facebook <laughs> and police having to cover <laughs> stuff. But Illegal raves. I've never heard of this. I've never heard of this. Oi, Will, come over here. We're going to drink WKD Blues and see if Steve can sit outside for 20 minutes. Don't mind the bear. <laughs> What about the bear, mate? No, don't mind that. Dolokhov, really like that guy. He's, he seems like a like a cool guy, yeah. Both of his mouths are incredible. He's got intelligent eyes. He doesn't get a hangover. I'm surprised he's got intelligent eyes. I'm not going to lie, That's that one surprised me. Yeah, on the evidence alone, the chap doesn't sound very intelligent. Mm. Do you think the next chapter will be from the bear's perspective? Carl, <laughs> <laughs> that's a good idea for a spin-off book. Bear. Mm, we'll call it bear. bear. <laughs> yeah. we'll call it bear. <laughs> All right, mate, that's got to be enough. See you later, guys. Thanks for listening to another episode of War and Peace. I'm glad you could bear it. 
Oh, that's it. And if you want to hunt down another episode, <laughs> then why not go to our website, wapin7.com. Don't pause. Oh. Just uh, go for it. We're trying to claw our way up the charts. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, I've never been more impressed or proud to call you Thank my you. friend. Nuzzle down with a loved one and stop it. And listen to a good episode of Wapin 7. Here are the bits that aren't good, but I mean, wow. Yeah, enjoy. This isn't usable but, either. <laughs> what we, what we going to use? We haven't said anything that's okay to use. This is all useless. We've broken useless. all the rules. I know, I know. We've broken all the rules. This is bloody useless, Will. I know. Sorry. Sorry. It was all the mentions of the bleep and the bleep. Yeah, and, <laughs> and stop the bleep. bleep. For God's sakes, because you're going to bleep the bleep, the listeners. I never endorsed bleep once. We're going to make a t-shirt one day and it's going to have Annika Bearbiner on it. And well, you laugh, you you laugh, well, listener. Ugh, silly. You'll buy it. Yeah. You know, remember the bear in chapter nine of War and Peace? <laughs> well, it's a spin-off book from the bear's perspective, his life story, um, how he got to that point. It's very long. It has more time zones than any other country, but since 2011 has only used nine of them and they could use 11. I don't understand that. No, I don't understand that either. They've got but, 11 time zones, oh, but they wow, don't use some of them. Going. <laughs> so they only use, but they've still got the most, but again. they don't use any of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you want yeah. to explain it again? Yeah, well, they claim to have the most time zones of any country, but they don't use any of them. So what does that mean? Is that a tourist attraction, time zones? Oh my God, guys. What about tomorrow we experience this day, but an hour later? Time zones are a bit of a mad concept. We can all agree with that. Mm. If this podcast ever deteriorates into Steve and I discussing the <laughs> concepts of time, you're all free to just stop. Free to leave. The robot podcast is an investor scam. <laughs> there is no robot podcast. It's all a scam. I'm investing in Robocoin. <laughs> it's a money spinner. It doesn't exist. <laughs> uh, and stop recording. There's a bear in the room. Bear in the room.